With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This summer, own your style with Macy's, whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has all that you need. Shop brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Macy's has all of your summer must-haves. Summer dresses, matched sets, volume sleeve tops, espadrilles, mm. wedges, straw-crafted bags, bathing suits, and so much more. Oh my gosh, the free-for-all. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keeper Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going.
Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, my girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. It's pajama week on Drama Queens. Woo! We are together. I hope you were able to join us for our live event, which was super flirty. Mm. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Mm. But now that we've gotten to work in pajamas, I don't know why we would ever work in normal clothes again. Yeah, I feel like this (laughs) needs to become our new staple. Yeah. We loved it. And we decided that since we're together for the weekend, Mm -hmm. we might as well just be in pajamas and drink champagne the whole time. Glamour. Um, Cheers. (laughs) Well... Today, mm-hmm. we've been... Sophia, you you oh, do yeah. it, because you said that. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> she does. Guys, normally, when we have our favorite friends and guests come on the show, you know, we, we get on here, the three of us, we talk about the episode, mm-hmm. we recap, and then we welcome them in. But we have been talking about today's guest, I think, every single time we've gotten together since yes. we started this. Yes. And we really just want to get him in the room. So we'll talk about the episode with him. Please welcome our favorite bad dad, ah! Paul Johansson as Dan Scott. Come on, PJ, where are you at? Bad Woo! dad. Ooh, Look, he's a bad daddy. Is. <gasps> oh, you are so swarthy. Look at this bone structure. I love you. Where's my drink? Where is it? A drink to Paul, a toast to Paul Johansson, who oh, was our favorite wine connoisseur mm. on the set oh, wow. of One yes. Tree Hill. You took care of all of us. You made sure we got home safely. Best advice uh, giver. I mean, talk about mm-hmm. advice giver. Oh, like, yeah. Paul, no, you we love you really so much. Sweet. Thank you. You were oh. always our champion. You were like the oh, cool big yeah. brother we all wished we'd had. Mm-hmm. You're the reason that any of us knows how to drink wine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and honestly, you... Oh, I don't want to... Go for it. Do it. Do it. We've had an emotional morning. We've had a really emotional morning. Um, Paul, you were really like... You were our North Star. You were the man who kept us safe. I, <sighs> I agree. Mm-hmm. So hi, and we love you. <laughs> Thank you. I... Uh... Oh, wow. Actually, um... <laughs> We've been crying all day. <laughs> He's not bad in real life, guys. He's really lovely. He's really the best. We love you so much, uh, Paul. You yeah. always looked out for us. It's um, it's very sweet and very important for me to hear that from you. Mm. Thank you for saying that, all of you. Um, it means a lot. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to. Well, first up, I want to say that you know, I, I know that Willie was really close to. Mm. I know, especially you, Hilt. And I know that um, I've met him a few times at Chris Noth's house and a few places. And what an amazing soul of a man. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful person. And so um, I feel your loss. And I want to tell you that. So. Well, it feels really nice to be with our OTH family. You know, Mm -hmm. like our white collar family is so awesome and so strong. And it's so weird to think that casting directors have so much control (laughs) over the friendships and the families that we form. But it's true. And, you know, to run into the arms of the girls here today and to, you know, talk with you, it feels good to be surrounded by our chosen family. Mm -hmm. And 
you know. It's funny though, because the casting really kind of nailed it on this one. Yeah. yeah. Like for all of us. What yeah. a plan. You know? Well, we want to talk about your career because you, when did you start acting? You were a young whippersnapper like we were when you, what was it? Soap? I mean, take us through how you got started. It's, well, oh my gosh, it is a, it's a bizarre story, but it's Those are the best ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> I, um, I was in love with a girl. <laughs> that does it. In Canada. And um, I was in college and I was thought I was going to be playing in the NBA and I was with the, playing on the Canadian uh, national team, traveling the world and having these beautiful experiences with all these basketball players and thought I was going to go to the Olympics and I got cut. <gasps> the reason I got cut, and I will say this, I really believe this in my heart, was my girlfriend and I broke up a week before the Olympic training period started. When I got there, my head Whoa. was a you were hard. This is like a storyline from the show. Yeah, it was really Nathan. Um, And um, the coach took me aside and said, I just, I can't, I I can't take you with us. It's just, and during that time I was in these um, um, classes in Vancouver, these um, theater sports, remember the theater sports where everyone would go and do improv comedy. Oh yeah. Like improv stuff. Yeah. Back in the day. Right. Um, and there was a guy in there named Jason Priestley, and there's a couple other actors, Bernie mm. Cole, Oh, actors. just that guy. Just that guy. <laughs> and, and we were all nobodies, and we'd auditioned for some crazy Hollywood thing. And uh, two days after I got back to L- got back to um, Vancouver, after I was cut from the Olympic team, um, I thought my life was over. And my, I'd yeah. lost my girlfriend. My life mm. was over. And it was like, and this guy called me from Hollywood and said, hey, I'd like you to fly you to L.A. And I want to see if you and I, um, you know, can maybe uh, uh, um, have, we'll see if you're, if you're, if what I think you could be in this industry. And um, I saw a tape you did in Vancouver and, uh, and, and I, so I called this guy and I said, who is this guy that just called me and should I be worried? And what's this about? He goes, yeah. I'm producer, you should go, you should go to Hollywood. Cause it's and, before you could Google people. I mean, you didn't know yeah. if it was like an escort service, Paul. <laughs> I mean, you were very tall and handsome, and you still are. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, I, I was a I was a different person then, and I had no interest in acting. And I was just doing it for fun, and I was just running around. But this guy flew me to Hollywood in wow. 1980. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago that it doesn't have a number. That's a long. Anyway, I got there, and um, he picked me up in a limousine and took me to one of his theaters. No way! Is it a limo? He sent a limo. He had three. He owned three or four little ninety-nine seat equity waiver theaters that mm. he owned, and all of his actors in his group had to do two plays a year. We all and so he introduced me to some actors. I met Gregory Harrison. I met some other guys. Oh wow, Greg, right, that was Austin's dad, right? Or your dad? My dad. No, exactly. Yeah. Very handsome. He's also very tall and handsome. Ever met, and it was in uh-huh. it was at this theater. Um, he was doing a play called Child's Play at the uh, West Coast Playhouse. And anyway, so Frank just basically said, look, he goes, um, I love, after a couple of days, I like you. Um, he put me up at the Beverly Joy. We had dinner there the other night, the Beverly Oh, Gar- oh yeah, the Garland. That's where I stayed when I cut the Beverly yes. Garland. I love the Beverly Garland. She's such a glamorous lady. Oh, yes. And he said, I'm going to put you in acting classes, movement classes, definitely voice classes. Is a hate Canadian accent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's got to go. Sorry. Sorry. 
And he literally just believed in me and Jason too. And so he, he paid for an apartment for me and Jason. He gave us a car to drive. Wow. He, no right, strings he, attached? No strings attached. No, no, no. Back then, about, back then it was about building talent. It was about wow. getting you like. <laughs> Can you <train>. imagine? <laughs> what? No, what? I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> They wanted you trained. They wanted you to do theater. I did a, a repertory Shakespeare company. He wanted you to be trained. Wow. And then he would let you audition. Wow. But not after a year or two of real training. Like, you couldn't even audition. Wow. It was important to him that you just don't focus on making money. Focus on getting good. Yeah. And wow. Did. And he kind of, he groomed a lot of um, actors and actresses that way. And he built a really nice stable. And he had a good living. Unfortunately, Four years later, on the set of um, my stepmother's The Space Alien, the Kim Basinger movie, oh, he had geez. an accident and died. Oh, <gasps> no. So I didn't get to sort of show him that I became Dan Scott. Oh. oh. Paul, he'd be you, so proud of you. I mean, you really are a Shakespearean bad guy with all those oh, layers yeah. of... I'm good. I'm bad. Yeah, you can do everything. I mean, that's why your career has spanned so many oh. various genres and mm -hmm. uh, just... I feel like you could go into any time period. You can play a good guy. You can play a bad guy. You've, you're so talented and you've got, and I think it's mm -hmm. largely because of you're such a curious person and the way that your outlook is on the world. You're constantly asking questions and learning about people. I've, I've never been in a taxi with you where you didn't want to talk to the driver and ask them about their Aww. life and where they're from and mm -hmm. the janitor who's cleaning up the, you know, Coke that somebody spilled in the corner. You want to talk to that guy. Paul always does invite the waiter to sit at the table and have a drink when mm -hmm. the shift ends because you know we're going to shut the place down. <laughs> and like, like being in Paris with Paul and he's just like, we'll save one for you. Here, let's That's go right. ahead and like order yeah, it right now. Right. You sit down when you're done. But it's giving you the... One day I'm going to need a job and I want to make sure they can put it... <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, Paul, you were the reason we became such good friends with Hank at Deluxe. He became oh, like yeah. our local, you know, our local uncle in town who, who gave us all the info on Wilmington. And I was thinking about you when I moved to Chicago, there's a restaurant there um, that before it was trendy had a thing where you could buy a six pack for the kitchen on the menu. That's amazing. And I was like, do these people know Paul Johansson? What's going on here? I, I just it every time I see someone be so generous with people that way, I always think of you. Well, you paint a very sweet picture of me. It's it's, it's going to be hard to live up to that. It's accurate. <laughs> yeah. But you can't see yourself, but we see you very well. It's true. And it, all that experience, you know, has given you such a, a breadth and an ability to um, tap into the a vast amount of human experience, which you really brought to Dan. And mm. one of the great things about Dan was that, I mean, argue, arguably he was the most um, the character with the, the largest trajectory on the show of yeah. change. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think all the layers that you brought to him, it could have just been one note, but instead he became an iconic character that ended up having this great story of redemption by the end. And it took nine seasons to get there. Um, but let's start at the beginning because we don't have. <laughs> yeah. What was your teen <laughs> drama experience? Because you worked on shows like ours in the nineties. Well, I think the you know the closest resemblance was 90210, which was in its day massive. I mean, it scandalous. Yes, yeah. And it built the TV studio for Fox. It really did. I mean, it was it was the the lint you know that really started it all off for them. But you know, um, I remember going places with Jason, and when Jason hosted Saturday Night Live, and when Luke was hosting, you know, shows, and they were, and the amount of fans that would show yeah. up. 
you know, pre, you know, um, uh, social media, you know, it was about being there and experience it. And they didn't have their phones all up. They were like engaging. And it was really, mm. was really kind of phenomenal to watch. Can you guys imagine being in a club and seeing Paul, Jason Priestley and Luke Perry <gasps> all walk in? Like I would even die. if they weren't famous, they weren't famous. Like that many <laughs> yeah. good looking men in one space. Yeah. Like you wow. had a great time, right? Falling over. Best time I, ever. I mean, I, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I, I wish I could. If I could do one thing with One Tree Hill, I wish I could go back and have more awareness of myself as like my. Because you know, we we had so little off time. We worked yeah. so hard on that show. We were there yeah. so much. I wish that I would have spent more time, kind of productive in my off time you know I was mm. trying to have a life with you guys and I was 15 years older than you guys I was trying to have a life trying to find my place in a city yeah. where, you know where I'm, I'm you know like you guys I you know I, I often don't feel um like I have a place and so I try mm. to create one and so the people that became my friends were you guys even though mm. we were so much different in age, it was kind of remarkable to watch you guys go through so many things I'd seen Jason go through or what Luke or, or mm. Shannon or any of those guys had gone through. Um, and it was amazing to see how different you guys handled it than mm. they did. They were in Hollywood growing up and you were in Wilmington. Yeah. <laughs> we probably dodged a bullet. I yeah. think so too. You mean, you guys are, you know, salt of the earth kind of people and, and so were they. And I think, but I think the mechanics of the industry are hard. You know, mm -hmm. and they take a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. maybe that distance was, in a weird way, what made it kind of a special experience for me, you know? Mm. Oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I have been, I get, get this little notification pop up. It tells me that I've subscribed to something that I don't know even what it is. And it's like, oh, $39.99 or $62.45 annually is coming up. Do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have, <laughs> I have too no many things idea. going on. In, you know, there's too many things going on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And I mm -hmm. think we figured out the way. Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Yeah, I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. 
Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. <laughs> you know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has yeah. all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole 
platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This is my chance. So all of his pilots that never that never aired. Right. I love those old beta tapes. (laughs) So you guys can do this too. join over one point five million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Can you tell us how you got the part? Like, how? Did, oh, yeah. yeah. What was the thing? What, how did it go? Where did I think Brian Robbins gave it to me? I played basketball with Brian and James Lafferty in this entertainment league, the basketball league. You guys knew each other before? I played in a few games. The E-League. And he hated me. He was like, I was cocky and I had just finished playing. And so I was like. Wait, who? James? Uh, well, everybody kind of hated <laughs> Okay. At the, I mean, George Clooney threw the ball at my head. I mean, people didn't no. know. Because I was a, I That's the a, name of your memoir, Paul. George Clooney threw the ball at my head. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like George quite a bit. I just I just remember that I was I was the cocky guy that was actually the a real basketball player. It was my dream to be in the NBA. I had some shots at it, I had some pro shots to play. And this guy called me from Hollywood and at the right time and pulled me away from that. Um so I was really, really I was really good, you know. <laughs> you know I haven't played basketball in 15 years. So, I, yeah. I mean, I just, it's, wow. I'm a dad now. It's a completely different game you play. It's getting to school on time morning. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, which is a chore, as Joy will probably know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but the, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that basketball was was my road in. And playing with James and playing with um, Brian Robbins, to get back to the question, I think Brian saw that I was super competitive. And inside of me is that sort of like that that Michael Jordan thing where nobody likes him, but they all fucking want him on their team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Winner. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was as an athlete. And it doesn't translate well to life. <laughs> it's well to sports. Because when you're acting, you know, it's it's about being open to receive and then being brave enough to give that vulnerable part of yourself that you keep secret to yourself when you're alone in your house and you're crying over shit that nobody will understand. And yeah. that's going, okay, here's what I got. You know, are you going to take it? If they don't take it, you know, you're not going to have a good scene. You know, you're not going to have a good experience. Mm. But if they take it, oh, 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 it's on. Let's let's fucking go there. Let's and, play. You know, yeah. And that's the, the for me, that's where I get juiced. When I'm acting, <laughs> yeah. I people to bring it, you know. You do yeah. direct the way a coach coaches team sports, where it's like you need to show up for your teammates. Like I've heard yeah. you have that conversation before, and like yelling from the sidelines. God, I never thought about it until just now, but it's so <laughs> true. Yeah, you're you basketball coached us through 
all the seasons of One Tree Hill. <laughs> and get an, your head in the game. But what an amazing thing, too, because for you in this sort of parallel path to be a coach, but also to have had the the beginning you had that you told us about, like, don't worry about the work, just get good. You're so good. You're such a good actor. You're such a good storyteller. So to have like one of the best actors and storytellers and scene partners you've ever worked with also be a team sport guy. <laughs> like no wonder every time you were directing us, we were like, this is the best episode of the year. Yeah. Oh, the best. It was always such a relief when we knew you were directing. Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, the scene that stands out for me, the one scene from One Tree Hill I have on my reel is the scene that you directed of mm. when Brooke and Peyton get into the physical altercation in on the front lawn. On the front <gasps> lawn. Yeah. You directed that scene. I that's the time that Sophia's skull got cracked. <gasps> <laughs> You know. We accidentally headbutted, but the scene <laughs> turned out great. That's fabulous. the basketball coach in him. He's like, walk it off. Walk it off. That's good for me. Good. You guys got it? He was like, guys, that looked really real. We were both on the floor going, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Face. But that scene to me is my favorite scene of probably the whole series because we were doing real work mm. and and we were tapping into all the insecurities we had, all of the things that were real. You were you were encouraging us to use the real things mm. to tell a powerful story for our audience. You and brought it. You guys brought it because one is the most important thing is in anything, sports or acting or anything, you were prepared. You didn't show up going, mm. what are we doing today? To me, that drives me nuts. I go, wait, what do you mean? What are we doing today? Like, you have this fantastic, like, blueprint. It's called a script. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing today? If you read it, it's really informative. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys showed up and you knew your lines, which is, for me, it's like, that's just plain elbow grease and hard work. And there's yeah. no, there's, in acting, I don't care who you are. Because I, I mean, look, again, anecdotally, um, another story Joey's heard a thousand times. I love him. Tell them all. <laughs> I was really close to what I think is one of the greatest improv actors of all time, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. A little bit. We spent a lot of time studying, preparing him for Chaplin. Uh, he was very, very dear. And we had a lot of a lot of time together, you know, in 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 the world of preparing for screen tests, auditions, movies. Yeah. And you know, he learned everybody's lines and his in the whole mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. He Forwards. He learned him backwards. And then he never said them. He knew that he, be, he developed the character so well that when you, he got to the set, the character took over. So not that I think we needed to go that far in television. We don't have that kind of luxury to take 55 takes or 100 takes. Mm-hmm. We take three or four and we take the best one. But to get the best three or four, you've got to show up ready to go to work, man. Yeah. Like yeah. It, no joke, you know, and it's not it's not for the faint of heart because you put your heart out there every day. It's just hard work. And people mm-hmm. who want to get the first thing I say is it's hard. Are you ready? <laughs> it's- yeah. So that's the thing I'm very curious about because that well, first, I'm just asterisk. I'm going to say super proud of us for being good students. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Thanks, teacher. Uh, thank you. And uh, but my 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 real, you know, sort of emotional question under the joke is I'm fascinated about that beginning. Because you're talking about the entertainment league and this basketball, this this real um, young competitive athlete in you, who, as you speak about that that version of you and your life at a whole, I'm like, well, you're clearly deeply emotionally untouched at, at, at this Dan moment, Scott, and yeah. you have been for a long time. 
But, you know, in the beginning, you're saying that it was sort of something that could be viewed as a negative, a, a hyper-competitive streak in you that identified to our producer, that guy would be really good for Dan Scott. And then you're talking about how you have to show up and literally put your heart on the line, even when you're playing a bad guy, even when you're, you know, hand raised, even when you're playing a confident girl. You really have to be willing to kind of crack your chest open and see what comes out. And so how did you, in the beginning of our show, figure out how to play this guy? Because Joy said it. Dan could have been so one note. You Snidely whiplash. Yeah, you, know? you could have just been like a stereotypical bad guy. And you did a thing that really got us. And it gets us every week. Every week we watch the show and we're like, God damn it, he's good. Yeah. How, how did you carry your whole heart and your capacity for vulnerability and your like hyper competitive Olympic guy? How does that fit in one box? How do you do that? It's a sensational question. And I'm really grateful that you thought to ask me that because it's, it's, it's so important to me because of our fans who they made this podcast like the number one podcast because mm -hmm. they're so loyal and they love, you know, you know, they love you guys. and They love the show and they deserve these kinds of questions. So thank you for that question. Mm -hmm. That's the right way to honor the work that we've done is to ask mm -hmm. those questions. You know what I mean? So I'm, 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 I'd love to humbly try to explain it in the way that I've, I've always tried to explain this to, to people when, when I get in that, area it's just you know dan was a narcissist mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he but the the truth about narcissists is that they're broken they're not they're they, they play out their their biggest fear is to be called out or to be humiliated mm. to be humiliated or shamed is like execution for them so for dan he was so so proud and so so put together <clears throat> an external level on this, on this incredibly aesthetic value that he puts out there for the world to see, but he is broken yeah. on the inside. Mm. I remember listening to your podcast to sort of prepare for this conversation. <laughs> Who are we talking shit about, Paul? What were we saying? <laughs> and, 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 and just, and things fired in my head when you're talking about, you're talking about Gerald McCraney and Gerald oh, yeah. McCraney, that scene, those scenes with him, although <sighs> I was really, really sick, I prepared to go into that to show why I was broken in mm -hmm. that episode. Mm. But I really got the opportunity because I, I Paul, you were perfect in that episode. You, you looked like beautiful. a broken kid. And I know you were sweating because you were sick, but you <gasps> used it. That moment when Deb, who, what was going on? So, so, somebody, Deb was saying something to you and you looked at her like, dude, stop it. Dad's looking. It was, yeah. like, it was like you were instantly oh, a teenager. A 14 again. year old boy. I don't remember what the conversation was, but I remember we all commented on that scene. We did. Exactly. That is, it is, it is a, it's usually from parents. Uh, narcissism comes from narcissistic parents. And then, and what they do is they do all the, you know, the, the loathing and the self-hatred, all that stuff. So in my mind, the way that I wanted to play Dan, the way that I wanted to find that value. And by the way, it, you, you can't have this conversation without giving credit to the writing staff because they are the the ones that are giving the, you know the great opportunities for you to find these moments so i really always throw the throw that out to the writing staff because they yeah. did discover them. they Make understood dan in a way mm -hmm. that seemed there was an ease there 
you know, and maybe that's because Dan was an adult and like having to remember what it's like to be a teenager is hard sometimes. But clearly someone understood Dan Scott on like a visceral level. Mm -hmm. I'm not touching that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We'll let that one float. Yeah. You, you, you go back to you, Paul. Go, go. Keep go, go back to you. I said what I said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nuance. That's what makes characters interesting. Yeah. Yep. And I will say, just to, just to finish the, you know, the, the point that I feel about that is that no, no truly, you know, um, uh, powerful and interesting um, sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't call him a villain. Dan wasn't a villain. Dan's biggest secret, which I will reveal, is that he deeply loved both Lucas and Nathan. Deeply. Like so much that he pretended not to. My goal in every scene was to love them so much, but I have to be strong and don't show them. That's what the that's the conflict in me in all those scenes. When did you decide that? Really early in season one, when I when I wasn't sure how to play some scenes and how do I find depth? How do I find depth? How do I find a deeper value to this guy? I don't just want to play. When I went to 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 the to the writers and I said, guys, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you know I should have. I would rather have been Keith. And they go, no, you don't want to be Keith. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Keith's gonna die. <laughs> But the truth is, is they said, just trust us, trust us. But I wanted to be more than just a bad guy. And so the way that I thought would be interesting was was to kind of go to that other value and go, what is a bad guy really seen as? The truth is, they're really freedom fighters in other countries. We call terrorists and all these other ideas. It's the opposite. So how do I play the opposite value and still be the bad guy? So play, I played deep devotion. Everything I did was for, was for Nathan's future. I fought for his future. He mm-hmm. doesn't know as good as I know, so I'll take care of it for him. And then in that way, I cross over into those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes, total Absolutely. sense. Yeah, I think that's relatable mm-hmm. for a lot of parents who you know, we, some, a lot of parents have the, um, the, the light switch goes on, you know, where to set the boundary between Mm -hmm. yourself and your child. And then there are parents that don't know where that boundary line is and they overstep consistently because of this broken belief that they know better. And they, they don't know how to just allow their child to have an independence. And, you know, you really, you really laid that out quite well. It's actually really interesting because I'm realizing that the reason for me that when we all watch the show and we have these deep conversations while we're watching episodes, not even when we're doing the podcast about Dan Scott, mm-hmm. the image that came to mind when you were explaining that to me was, was a fist and you made a fist out of love, but you still hit your kid. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think hurts us all when we watch him in these early years is it's like, God, you just can't Dan Scott can't, stop emotionally punching his kid. But the reason that for some reason we as viewers so badly want him to redeem himself, we see something in him is that you didn't play it as just a dad who was emotionally abusive to his kid. You actually turned something broken in him into like the most heartbreaking kind of a generational trauma where you're like, Oh no, he's doing the exact wrong thing. But that's why we see something else in him because it's motivated by something tender and to be able to hold that kind of complexity for a character. For how many years? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What did it do to your life 
to play mm. this bad guy? Well, I mean. <laughs> like, I remember going into the Dixie Grill in Wilmington to get like mm. sloppy eggs. And it was back when you could like still smoke inside <laughs> you know what I mean? and drinking coffee. And like they had like a little like, you know, display case at the front of the store and they were selling Dan Scott mugs there because it you were the iconic, you know, guy mm. that you love to hate. Yeah. Um, didn't you live right above them at that point too? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I loved that apartment. Yeah. That was a good apartment ball. The closer to the wine I could be, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Um, how soon after the show launched did you start feeling um, feeling the feedback of playing Dan Scott? You know, this was obviously, again, before a lot of the social media was kicking in, but there were some of those um, forums online that you could read about, it, and I tried not to. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so when did people start picking on you? I'm glad social media didn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Well, you guys know. I mean, I, I, in, I had that one experience in New York. I had the girl in first in, in a, um, on an airplane um, move, ask the stewardess to move her <gasps> and mom because she was sitting across from me and she and she was scared. And oh. I, was I wasn't Oh, Paul. So and I was like, you know, no, no, I'm just a, it, okay, I'm just you're like, guy. I'm just a Canadian guy. <laughs> it, it often scares me sometimes that people do not have a, a separation um, channel. Yeah. Yeah. We no. really get that with our show in a way that I haven't seen for a lot of other people. Because we blurred the line between fact and fiction mm. numerous times, you yeah. know, like, Haley went out on tour. Joy went out on tour. Yeah. We did the sun-kissed concerts. We did the sun-kissed concerts. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. we blurred that line so much that I understand why it's confusing for people. We've been talking this morning about how, you know, we have been critical of our own characters and also critical of Lucas's character. In what recent was, episodes. Yeah, because what was normal for boy behavior in 2003 you know, 18 years later is not acceptable behavior. You don't flirt with two girls at the same time. You don't gaslight girls. Like, and people are really upset because they're like, how could you betray Lucas? And I think Dan exemplifies this in a really mm. tangible way because you can have someone who is doing something inappropriate and it doesn't make them a terrible person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make them beyond redemption. Mm -hmm. Peyton and Lucas are still endgame. Yeah. But if they started off two perfect people falling in love and perfectly being together for six years, that would be a boring show. It's yeah. a boring story. And well, life is messy. And that's part of just learning how to live your life and grow up. Are we not allowed to be messy people? Exactly. I'm super uh, fucking messy like all the time. It, is everyone yeah. supposed to be perfect all the time? No. I'm not on board with that. Well, and I think this idea of perfectionism is really toxic. And I think especially for us as women who've been very open about things we've been through. Yeah. When we see see bad behavior against women modeled, it's incredibly important to talk about it. And duh, the whole point is that we're doing this episode by episode. So if, by the way, look at how critical I've been of Brooke. Like, yeah, Brooke's you were made terrible at that party. Good God, the worst. <laughs> I, I want to be able to say that is not acceptable behavior and then look where she gets to go. Yeah. And we know what's coming for Lucas. He is, to your point, two-timing, not just two girls, best friends. Mm -hmm. It's not okay at the stage we're at in the podcast uh, and, and the series rewatch. But I think what's cool is that, and I think why our show has resonated with people, is that 
all of the people, even for their failings, even for when they come up short, that character, my character, our characters, they learn, they grow, they become better versions of themselves. And my hope is that if we hold them accountable, ourselves accountable, yeah. we can also encourage people to say, hey, you're so much more than the worst thing you ever did. Maybe you were in a bad stage of your life, but look where you could go. You can get your happy drive off into the sunset with your hot wife and your cute yeah. baby. Like, go after that. Go you can. and get it. Well, in this episode, Dan is the hero mm -hmm. because it's the episode where there's the car crash where Keith has been drinking. Yeah. Chad's character is in a lot of trouble with his health. And Dan is the one that steps up and says, I'm your dad and I'm going to sign off on this surgery. <gasps> and mm. it is the first time we see Karen look at Dan's character, perhaps the way she looked at him in high school. In high school. Oh, I just have to say, I know we're talking about this episode, but Paul, in that scene in the last episode where you look at the doctors and you say, do it, I'm his father. The Luke, three of us went- I am your father. I mean, literally. <laughs> but the three of us all went <gasps> on Zoom all at the same time we gasped. It was so powerful after his behavior. Yeah. yeah. And and to- That plays into the conversation about yes. the real motivation behind the character, which yes. is the love, you know, which helps- <gasps> bring about the redemption in the end of the series. Yeah. So to hear you say that now, after we just watched that scene, I, I we were so emotionally touched by it, but now I feel like I understand it in, in, in a way that I, I didn't before. That's beautiful. You mentioned something about what you said earlier, yourself about, about this idea of like this sort of like the jumping back and forth with, like with, um, you know, you talked about Lucas is dating two girls and at the end of the episode, there's forgiveness for everybody, you know, and mm. I think the one thing, and this is sort of really relevant in my life now, but this idea of forgiveness, mm -hmm. mm. forgiveness is so undervalued nowadays. And it's so undervalued in artistry. It's so undervalued in taking chances in your life. We're yeah. going yes. Mistakes. We're going to say dumb jokes. We're going to uh, un- Un, you know, um, intentionally hurt people's feelings or do bad things. Yeah. But if we truly are looking to to sort of move forward and evolve towards a sort of more perfect mm. being um, and towards a more perfect being, I think this forgiveness factor is is completely mm. the only way to get that. Yeah. Absolutely, you can't you can't have a functional society without forgiveness, and you can't have a functioning society without communication. Because look, we all, the four of us, we know each other well enough. I know when any of you is keeping a secret or, <laughs> or, or having a rough day mm -hmm. or you need a hug, but you look real professional up on stage at a Sunkist <laughs> event. Sophia but, FaceTimed me the other day and she's like, you seemed real fine on that Zoom, Hillary. What's going on? And I was like, <laughs> and, oh, it's messy. And I think, I think we can forget that not everyone out in the world speaks the same language from the same emotional information that we do. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking a lot, the three of us, about how we wish we'd had the tools when we were 21 to ask each other, hey, do, I feel like you feel this way about me. Is that true? Or, hey, I heard a thing. Was that real? You know, if we could have just asked. And, yeah. and, and I, I want to be very clear, there's, there's a line um, between... Clearly 
abhorrent and, and inappropriate and, and, you know, violent uh, and biased behavior. And Just where being pe- messy, being messy, but also like where people come from culturally, senses of humor, yeah. senses of humor yeah. that come from the world of athletics versus from theater schools. They're very different. <laughs> and, yeah. and being able to communicate and say, that felt weird. What'd you mean? Just let everybody grow together because someone then might say, oh, uh, oh, well, my friends and I used to make this joke all the time. And then the person in the room who's new could go, ah, yeah, I had someone make fun of me for that once. And it, it and you go, oh, God, like, tell me more. And then you bond. That's the point right there is that when someone's intent is to grow and learn, they're going mm-hmm. to fumble along the way to grow and learn. Yeah. And they're going to fail in order to learn. So what they go, hey. I, I feel like I, I might have like messed up right there. Gosh, I hope you understand. I didn't mean that. And and, and then go, thank you for saying that. Yeah. You got good with me. And that's how yeah. I am with people. You are. You, you, you are. are. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that Mm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom and more. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. And they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Ooh, honey, you know that I can't wear fancy shoes with a dress. I am a boots and dress woman. So now that festival and concert season are going to be all about boots, Tacova's must be your stop before attending your next concert, you guys. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparels, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. This is so important. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Decova store, have a complimentary drink, 
and shop new styles. And the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And find your new favorite pair of boots today. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Okay, friends, we are here to help you out. Mother's Day is May 12th. That means it's fast approaching. So instead of scrambling last minute this year, Hillary and I think you should try Macy's for your Mother's Day gifts. Oh, we sure do. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price, like $25 and under to $100 and under, categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or their gift lists like for the mom who has everything or for grandma or for gifts that are already wrapped. Macy's is making it so easy on you. Find top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TV, the frame, which I have a couple of love them. They're all at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Paul, can I tell a story? Sure. (laughs) This is a story about you and it is a thing that I have like carried deep in my heart. I don't even know if we've talked about this, you guys. There was a day that you and I, and I I, I genuinely, I'm going to be really honest. I don't remember if we were in New York for press or if we were just on the street in Wilmington, but we would go out a lot. Yeah. And it was daytime. I remember because because I was shocked by the behavior in the light of day. <laughs> and you and I were walking down the street and your airplane story made me think of this. A lady passed us and went, oh, you, she gasped. <laughs> and we both looked and it was like something took over her body. And I'll never forget. She had one of those like, you know, Kate Spade bags with the straps. And she went, ah. Oh. And as she was scoffing at you, she pulled her bag off her shoulder. And it was a bag with a zip top so she could swing it. <gasps> and she started swinging her bag and hitting you. What? Over and over. And she literally went, you are such a bad dad. Was it ever her? Uh, no. <laughs> she was hitting him in the arm with this bag. Yeah. And yeah. and Paul, I'll never forget because this was the clarity of many things for me with you. Your generosity of spirit, your understanding of expectation, <laughs> and your deep awareness from having been an athlete of what your size conveys to people. Yeah. You 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 looked so shocked. I saw the hurt on your face. And then as she kept smacking you, I watched you have a thought take a deep breath, stand up a little taller. And you literally, you gave this woman who watched our show what she wanted because she thought of you as Dan Scott. And you made a choice and you leaned in and you said, yeah, I am a bad dad. 
and you winked at her. <laughs> and she, oh, that's so good. she, all of a sudden the spell was broken and she started laughing and then she patted you on the forearm and said, oh, you're just so good. Whoa. And, and, and then she walked Whoa. away. And you guys, it was the wildest thing because I watched a person assault our friend, think it was okay because he was a big, a physically big sure. man. Right. And, and, and then you, I saw how much it hurt you and how quickly you decided to be kind to her instead of to be honest about how you felt. And you and you made it into this moment, and I bet that woman bet has she, told that story for, for eighteen all years. Yeah. Her friends. Oh, all he's her so friends. sexy. Oh, you know what he said to me? <laughs> he said, "Oh, I am a bad dad, baby." Like I'm, you know, and and I've never forgotten it. And it 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 made me always see Whoa. you and the way that you could see what people needed and give it to them, whether it was a hug or like you put on the Dan Scott hat. Yeah, you always have been willing to give people the thing that you can see they're aiming for. And, and it, 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 it is to me a signal of such intuition and empathy. And I think it's very rare. And I don't think it's a thing people know about the hot dad from TV. Who's real good at basketball. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Bad bad daddy. <laughs> I want to talk about you as a bad husband because Ooh. we've had Barbara on the show. Mm-hmm. And in the earlier episodes, your chemistry together is really fun <gasps> to watch. And we all so know fun. it's going to go bad. But then your chemistry with Moira was on display in this episode. And so had you worked with either of them before? Did you know the women? I, I, I auditioned um, the, the women, potential women, to be Dan's wife, to be the Debs. Mm. And um, there was no competition for her. When she walked into really? the room, it was her. Wow. She was it. I mean, you could just tell. I mean, there, it would, as she walked in the room and we just all went, do we need to read? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. She was. And she, have you ever met somebody that was so easy to be around on the yes. set? Mm. Like just a joy to be yeah, on the set. Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've met that person. It's Barbara. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was literally one of the easiest people to show up with and know that mm. she's Pro, like a real pro. Yeah. yeah. Always knew her lines. Always, always, her lines. always kind of could figure out with the blocking. Was never the problem. Right. She's a dame. Like I, she's I a dame. A long time ago on a movie. And Sally so would come she. every day. She would never go to her trailer. She would sit on the set in her chair. She did this needlepoint. Oh. And she, she was just there. Yeah. And it's her. Boom. New. Wow. And she. She was amazing. And Deb reminded me a lot of that kind of a, of, of a, you know, that sort of like really took the job seriously, but didn't take themselves too seriously. Fierce person um, with, with Moira. I saw Moira in the late eighties on a dance floor in a nightclub in Hollywood. <gasps> I love everything. Where were you? What was she wearing? <laughs> yeah. I just finished watching um, uh, the, what's the hockey movie? The cutting uh, edge, the cutting edge, topic, topic. We used to say it behind her back all the time. We'd be like, can we tell her? Can we tell her? Can we say Topic to her? Don't say it. It'll, don't it won't say be it. cool. Don't, don't say Topic. Weird. Don't say Topic. <laughs> well, I had auditioned for that, for that D.B. Sweeney role a couple of times. I didn't get it. And I saw her on a dance floor and my jaw dropped. I was like, that person's a movie star. She's got it. You know, she uh, has that thing. 
And then she was in Downey's movie, Chaplin. Oh, yeah. That's right. And um, I really wanted to go to the set and see that, but they were shooting in London. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, she, so I always wanted to work with her. And she just brings a real savvy intellectualism about her. Like Mm. she always, you see her thinking on camera, which I love. Yes. Editing room. And you have an actress who is thinking and you're going, they're thinking, I got to cut to this person. And so (laughs) them all the time because it's so interesting so it's a way to steal screen time she know? also very rarely changed lines moira yeah. i'm noticing that as we watch back which there's a lot of things where i'm like I, man if i had to say that dialogue i definitely would have put up a little stink i would have been <laughs> like i'm not saying that i'm gonna say it this way blah 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 which you know in some on some characters in some in some just too much champagne guys champagne. In some, <laughs> some jobs with some characters that works it works. They want you to bring your own flavor, flavor to the yeah. job. But I, when I watch her, she has made all of that dialogue work without yeah. changing it. Yeah. And it's pretty great. It's inspiring. It is. She, she just has such a grace. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Big time. And Paul, I know we said it, but it really bears repeating that at the end of this episode, when Karen walks into the dealership ooh, ooh. to thank Dan, we all were like, oh, God, ooh. look at them. Look at them looking at each other. Look at them looking at each other. There was some sexual tension there like, for sure. It, it was fire, like <laughs> light, hot heat. And I was like, I need to know so much more about Dan and Karen in my past. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question for you. When you were in high school, oh. who was your type, Paul? Was it? Brooke, Haley, or Peyton? What was your what was, what was your flavor? Um, so I was a late bloomer. Oh, I, I, I was. I didn't even until after high school. Good for you. Oh, good oh. for you. Same, Paul. buddy. Same. Really? Yeah. I was, I was. I know this is going to sound a little weird, but I wasn't sure what my life was going to be, and a part of me thought uh, I might want to become a priest. So <gasps> wait, I, what? <laughs> You did guys you, didn't know. Did this? you know this? Of course, I knew this. Oh my god! I, no, I, I didn't know. Uh, and I was, I was quite serious about my where my heart was about what I wanted. But then I found out that I would not be able to have a family, uh-huh. and that was a non-starter for me. Uh-huh. I want to be a dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, I mean, obviously, my 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 faith has changed a lot over my lifetime and my years, my experiences, and. And uh, but but, you know, the truth is, is I just wasn't sure I wanted to give all of that to a human being because Mm. at the moment I was giving it to something greater, I thought. Yeah. What I I was attracted to was um, I was attracted to um, (laughs) I'm an odd dude. (laughs) I'm really weird. (laughs) Nobody knows better than joy. (laughs) You my counselor the very last 20 years on all my my dating escapades but i i pick very strange and the truth is i know here's a real big reveal in the last couple of years i've realized that you know through my conditioning as a very very um you know which brings us back to the dan character a little bit is that you know i'm the child of a very very violent man my father mm-hmm. was a very violent man he was at any mm-hmm. ex any and he was a bad drinker and he was, he was a, a mean drunk and he was very, very violent. And he wasn't just mm-hmm. violent to me. He was violent to my sister, my mom, all oh, of us. Paul. And he found his God and quit drinking. And for the last 25, 30 years of his life, he never had a drop of alcohol. But when I was young growing up until I was like 10, 12, 14 years old, it was coming home and hiding in the closet, not knowing when oh, he pulled sweetheart. in front 
than who he's going to beat up that night. So it was, so I have inside of me this trauma bond with mm. love. So my, yeah. my mom, my dad, I wasn't protected by my mom from a raging drunk and I wasn't protected by my dad, by, you know, a, you know, a, a mom who was sort of asleep at the wheel, letting it happen, mm. who should have taken us away, you know, and protected us. Yeah. So my relationships with, with, with the other sex has been very about not having trust. I don't trust you're going to take care of me because she didn't. Mm, yeah. Well, years of my life have I discovered why I, I've, I haven't been a good partner because I can't blame the other people. I have to blame myself when I'm not a good partner because either I chose poorly or I, or I wasn't prepared to be wholly healed from that. Mm. So my choices have not been that good. When I was a young boy, I was always attracted to people that I thought were um, odd and quirky and mousy and nebbish and school bookish and safe. 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 Yeah. I, I wasn't attracted to people that would challenge me because mm. I didn't know how I would react because challenging meant fighting, not mm. helping. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Makes yeah, so much sense. So absolutely. now you guys out there all know why we can sit with Paul Johansson for hours on and tell end him everything with wine and great food or just on a park bench and you just never get tired of talking with him he's Ever. the best we love you so much paul I you love you yeah you're so open and it gives us permission to be open and you know it has set a really good example mm-hmm. for us in what was oftentimes a toxic environment mm-hmm. you were a person that we could look to and be like well, Paul's still standing. Like, we'll, <laughs> like, we'll just do it his way. And, we loved you. And I think something really incredible, and and I would imagine for the folks who are, you know, listening along with us having this conversation, that first of all, your generosity and being willing to share your story, both your personal story and also how you chose to inform the on-screen character, who I would imagine was very informed by the way you grew up. Mm-hmm. you you played a character who I bet on, you know, some silly, you know, dot-com list would be listed as like, the worst. you know, a toxic villain from TV. <laughs> and yet you are sitting here being the actual living proof of how a person can undo a generational inheritance of toxic masculinity. Ooh, yeah. Amen. Can examine a really dangerous environment that they were raised in and say, oh, I have been drawn to uh, hectic, frenetic energy. I'm not going to do that. I want to be a dad. I want to change my life. I want to heal the child in me so that I can be a good a good parent to the child I'm going to have. Which you, you are. You yeah. are such a... God damn it. Oh, Paul. You are such a good dad. Yeah. And Paul, you, you were that for us. Like you were our safe space. And I know that people used your athletic body and strong jaw, which is so handsome. Strong jaw. God damn it, that strong (laughs) jaw. But they used it as an excuse to sometimes hit you with purses and, and project all of that Dan Scott bullshit onto you. But you were literally at times a human shield for us. Yeah. You stepped in and you got in the way and you protected us. And emotionally, you, I mean, it. you were always the North star and to know the friend that you are to us and the father that you are to your son and the man that you were as a leader, not only as an actor, but a director on our set, you made everybody laugh. You charmed the goddamn 
grins off everybody's faces. My parents thought I was going to run away with oh, Paul. They all were like, <laughs> what's happening? But you, you did it carrying this legacy and you've done the work like gentlemen, take notes, mm-hmm. get it together. The ladies line up. <laughs> we love you. Paul. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this. Thank you for letting me be a part of this, you guys. What episode oh my God. do you want to come back for? Come back yeah. all the time. Like, which episode is... Oh, my God. Are Should you it be the reverse shot? of, like, three men and a baby, and it's just the three of us and Paul <laughs> forever? Are you ready? You guys have so much going on right now. It's Every one of you is so busy. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening with you guys. You're, like, this Ooh. incredible, like, power. Really we keep joking that we're really like good. Captain Planet. We got back together we and put we're like rings Wah. together. <laughs> what episode do you want to come back for? Shoot yeah. your shot. What's, oh, what's your favorite? You have to look. I mean, I watched this episode and I was so impressed with, you know, what I thought was they laid the groundwork for really good like a really good yarn. Like there's Aww. great stuff in this episode. I lo- there was a scene in there where James comes and talks to a comatose Chad. Yes, yes. wasn't that so and good? Thought, oh, good on you, man. Like good mm-hmm. for you, brother. You it know, was beautiful. You know, James, you know, is a very strong, you know, human being and he and he brings stoicism to it and, and you know, and depth. Yes. And I love the Karen and Deb scene where they talk, you know, and and really share for a moment. That's and it sort of builds this whole, you know. I love that they spent a lot of some more time in the early seasons with with some of the older actors. You know, I wish they kept doing that. Uh, Y'all were expensive, Paul. That's what happened. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm glad everything has to evolve. It is what it is. It isn't anymore. And even Barry was lovely when he came in. Wasn't he so good? Well, think about. Think about what episode you would want to come back for. Let us know. But before we let you know, we have to spin a wheel. And this wheel is most likely two. These are our superlatives. Oh, yes. So uh, we've got a whole collection of possible uh, questions. We decided to just own the high school yearbook. You know what I mean? Okay. Most likely to be late to their own wedding. Oh, geez. (laughs) This could be character or an actor. Yes. You know. If anyone from the show, a character or an actor. Who would be late to their own wedding? I Me? mean, <laughs> I, I was going to say Dan Scott. A quick story. I was directing the episode in the Woodhouse. Remember where we're all out in the, oh, the cabin? Yes. <gasps> was right. it Rachel's parents' cabin? Yes. Oh, I loved that place. And we were there and we were getting ready to shoot the scene and then everybody was in it. So it was like, it was like hurting. It's a nightmare. Cabin. Yeah, right. it was brutal. And we're about ready to shoot. And the last two people waiting for are Joy and Sophia. <laughs> so we're waiting and we're waiting and we go. And finally, the, the, I can't remember. What was the first day? Did they name? take bets? Was it Rick or was it Chad? I think, I think it was Chad. Chad, Chad, Chad Graves, our first AD. Yeah. Said, Should we take bets on who's going to be here first? So I called it. He's out to secretly follow you as you left your <gasps> And we had announcements on the set. We were all sitting oh out. Oh my God. I'm so mortified. And we were listening to go, okay, Sophia's out of her trailer. She's walking. <laughs> oh, she's got a phone call. And everyone goes, oh. <laughs> I was like, why was I late? Was I walking Annie? What was I doing? took a phone call. So half the people were going to we're voting for Joy to be late, have voting for you to be late. So we're having a competition. So then oh Joy's, Joy's on her way. She's coming. Oh, she turned towards the craft table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then Sophia starts to walk again. 
then she's got another call and everyone goes, oh. And then Joy, Joy forgot something of the craft table. She's going back for it. Oh. And by the way, you know what I bet? I bet you and I are watching going, well, clearly nobody's on set because she's over there. That's exactly well, she's over there. Right. And we're like, well, I'm just going to take my sweet ass time. That's horrifying. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> who who won? Yeah, who did? Do you remember who got to set first? I think Joy was last. <gasps> and that's what I think. Food, food wins over food. everything. <laughs> I love. I it. would forget to pick my kid up from school if it meant food. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> not true. It's not true. I think when you guys got to the set, everyone clapped, and you were like, "What? What's what? What?" <laughs> that I remember. I remember the whole crew like bursting out into applause and like the confused look on your faces, like. Yes. What's going on? Oh my god! The only I reason I was that. on set is because I was kissing a crew member. Like I was always on set. I like that about you. I do remember though. There was always that thing because there were so many of us all the time, where somebody would be they because they always tell you they're ready for you before they are. Yeah. That's a lie. So they'd be it's like, "We're ready for you," and then you go to set and sit around for twenty minutes. I'm like, I could have had a snack. <laughs> so then we started doing well, this I thing. Stopped at the crafty table. Honestly, you're not wrong. But we started doing this thing, which in hindsight I realized was probably pretty terrible. Where you'd look around and see which of your coworkers was also dawdling and be like, "Well, clearly they're not actually ready for us because look at us all out here, yeah, we're skateboarding all and playing with our dogs." Like, oh god. <laughs> Well, Joy, to phone calls and peanut butter. Yeah, God bless. (laughs) God bless. Paul, you are a prince. I am glad that our listening audience knows the real you Mm -hmm. underneath the dance god at all. If you see Paul in real life, hug him. Tell him him. how wonderful he is. And if you hit Paul in real life, I'll hit you back. (laughs) I didn't then, but I'm ready now. I love you guys. I love you we all. We love you too. We'll we you. love you. I'll see you for dinner on Friday night. <gasps> I'm <Bye>. Bye. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, you got to get experience uh, a real treat. That was um, a, a, just a small glimpse into many, many a night uh, that we shared with like Paul Johansson. Five hour dinners. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every Six time. hour dinners. Yeah, amazing. Every time. So I guess next week we'll talk a little bit more about this past episode that we didn't really dive too much I mean, into. Look, but <laughs> I, I, it's worth it to you guys, Honestly, Lucas was in a coma the whole time. Yeah, what, what, what are we talking about? about? <laughs> oh, wait, you know what I could do? I took yeah. notes while we watched. Let's do rapid fire. Yeah, we're gonna rapid fire gonna, review. We're going to do rapid fire. Guys, so this is how we do this podcast. We take notes of what we saw. Word. So here's my notes, right. guys. You I'm wanna, setting you wanna a one do minute chunks? timer. Yeah, go. Oh, okay. Did Uncle Keith ever go to rehab? Oh, my God, there were answering machines. Yeah, uh, Haley was the queen of boundaries. Thank you oh, so yes, much. She was. Brooke showing up in tears and introducing herself to Karen. Oh, baby, that was so sad. And Joy burst out laughing, and we realized it was a hilarious moment in the tragedy of it all. Go. Brooke is such a good girlfriend. <laughs> she really is. Um, the pause, were you <gasps> drinking before you drove Lucas? Oh, that was oh, so intense. Wait, Deb with the pi- picnic oh, basket oh, in, the ho- the- in the hospital. Hilarious. That was beautiful. Um, and, and realizing that Keith, in that blink of an eye, knew his whole future ended. Peyton <gasps> saying, yes. I'll wait forever if I have to. Just six seasons, girl. Oh my Just gosh. six years. Endgame is coming. It was always in the script. Also, Lucas talked to his mom about Peyton, but not Brooke. Ooh, and then Karen's Karen says best friends can forgive each other anything. I needed can to they? hear that. How sweet it was that the boys were waiting for news of Lucas at the River Court. It was like a little gathering. And what about the hat? Another beanie with a flower? Another classic Haley hat. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, The sweet moment about love on the rooftop. It makes me think about years later, the idea of context. What does that mean? Brooke gives a speech at Nathan and Haley's wedding about like love is not love, that something about changing in context. I don't know, but it just, it made me think about that and like, 
oh, there there was always such a love there. The two of you yeah. sharing the moment, basically saying like, we know what it is to love Lucas, but in different contexts. Different this ways, the timer. guys. The timer's going off, but I have no, to no, say no. one last thing. Okay, okay. What does Deb need forgiveness for? What <gasps> is it? Right. We have oh, so oh and the Cheryl Crow song montage at the end. Good oh, God, killed me. Killed Cheryl me, Crow is me. perfect, guys. We love you. We love you. Thank and, you. And um, we'll every time week. Paul comes, we probably won't talk about the episode. And <laughs> we're guessing that these will be our most popular episodes of the show. So in advance, you're welcome. Huzzah! Hey. Huzzah! <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you can sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, drama queens. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate and having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, it makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays, and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped, and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut, and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, <laughs> calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie, and I felt better. So all I'm saying <laughs> is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts... I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keebler <laughs> Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. In Puerto Rico, if you can hear the music, you're invited to the party. Sometimes it's salsa, sometimes it's plena, sometimes it's reggaeton. No matter what rhythm is calling to you, when you hear it, it is always time to dance. In Puerto Rico, you can't step outside without hearing music because music is life there. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents.
Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 